Hello and welcome to XM Cinema. I'm your host, Xavier Mustafa, and today we are talking about the eviction episode ending week one of Big Brother All Stars season 22. And before we get into that, go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. And also follow me on my social medias at XM Cinema on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And just like always, I live tweeted tonight, so you definitely want to make sure you follow me on Twitter. I do send notifications on Facebook as well, letting you know that I'm live tweeting. And uh, yeah, just go ahead and just, uh, join in in the conversation. So this episode starts out with Julie as normal on the big, huge sound stage, And of course, there are no audience in attendance. Uh, and it really wasn't, it wasn't really that weird or jarring or anything. But, you know, of course, you didn't notice that, you know, you didn't get the applaud when the show started and things like that. But it didn't get weird at that point. And I'm going to get to when it got weird a little bit later. So this episode is all about Keisha and Kevin. Those are the two that were nominated by Cody for eviction. Cody wanted to pretty much not get any blood on his hands and kind of nominate some, I hate to say nobodies, but that's basically what he did. He nominated some nobodies so he doesn't get any blood on his hands. Now, if you were paying attention to the live feed, you can see that it kind of went back and forth for a while because... There were some people that were team Keisha. There were some people that were team Kevin. There were pros and cons of keeping both. We saw from the episode on uh, yesterday, actually, um, the August 12th POV episode. We saw that, you know, mainly Kevin was the only one trying to rally troops to his side. This was the first episode where we actually saw Keisha actually trying to talk game and trying to get some people on her side. But ultimately, it did not work for her. Spoiler alert, she was the one that went home today. And I'm going to get into uh, the voting situation and how that uh, went. But one of the notes I got down here is Keisha is finally campaigning. Like I just said, it's about time. I was actually shocked that the first person we see her talk game with was Janelle. Because from what I've been reading, is a lot of people are afraid to talk to Janelle because... She does come off, I guess, you know, it's one of those things until you know her. She does come off as a very kind of intimidating kind of person. So I was kind of shocked that that was the first person they showed. But, you know, Keisha tried to, you know, you know, let us know. No, not let us know, but let Janelle know kind of, you know, the value that she brings to the house. Then we get a little scene with our friend Memphis. He's talking to Cody and he's like, hey, you know, the Renegades. The hitman, how about me and you? We become the commission. So now I guess they have a two person alliance, which I think is hilarious because Cody is a part of about, I don't know, 19 um, alliances this season. So he has his deal with Memphis, his final two deal with Enzo, and he has a final four, which I believe, and, and one of these days I'm going to get this right. There's just so many, it's hard to keep them in order. But I think one is like with Nicole Frenzo, probably butchered her last name, Nicole F. And I think there's one with Tyler. Uh, there's one with uh, Davon and Bailey, I think, from what I understand. So many alliances is crazy. Uh, then we get a scene with Tyler and Bailey, and they're talking about basically kind of some of the things that happened the last time they played. Uh, uh, Tyler issues an apology for the way he acted, which initially I kind of said, you know what, I'm not going to buy an apology from you in the house because uh, 
if I'm Bailey, you had time to talk to me outside of the house about this. So, no, I wouldn't accept that. But she accepts his apology. I did find out because somebody did tweet back to me and say that Bailey apparently had a conversation on the feed with Tyler, or not with Tyler, with somebody else, and basically said that Tyler did actually apologize outside of his house for his actions. So I'm not totally sold on the dude. You know, he's still a piece of crap um, until I see otherwise. That's for the way he played this season. But we'll see how it goes. But I think them two working together, if, if he's really, truly sorry for the way he treated her, I think these two working together could be a power duel because nobody will see them two working together. I mean, from the outside looking in, the last time you've seen them together, they well, I don't want to say they were blowing up. It was basically Bailey blowing up on Tyler and Tyler being a complete a-hole about it. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. So you're getting Nicole A. and Kevin. They're talking about making the final two deal. Uh, I think they called themselves unicorns at one point. Uh, it was very cute. Um, then you have Memphis pitching another alliance of six to protect the alliance that they have of four. And so in the six-person alliance, he wants to get Tyler, Danny, Nicole, Christmas, Memphis, and Corey. So basically they're talking and they're like, you know, hey, how do we get everybody together and, you know, talk about this without alerting everybody in the house. So then we get a couple of minutes of them playing the telephone game where one person will tell one person that, hey, you know, see if we can get these people together. We can all meet at this time, you know, um, doing that kind of deal. Uh, and then I put put some notes on Twitter. Big Brother 101, this happens every season. You come in, you find your two-person alliance. Then you find one or two extra people to form your three- or four-person alliance. Then there's the super alliance where you just have the majority of the house that is quote-unquote going to vote together to eliminate the other half. But we always know that that always usually implodes after a while, so... Um, and right now, Corey, I think, has that majority alliance. But again, you, it's hard to tell because there are so many people, either you don't know where they're aligned, like David, for instance. A lot of people think that David, I think, is aligned with Tyler. Is it Tyler? With Tyler. But nobody else is really aligned with the guy. Like, I think nobody, I don't think they... I don't think it's that they don't trust him. I think it's that they don't know him and they don't take him seriously. So it's just kind of there. You know, you got Danny who's being super sneaky and she's trying to listen to all the conversations that she can. But she's part of the Cody side of the House Alliance. So that's a great asset for him. And that's a strong player for him. And that's somebody who has a lot of big brother experience. And, you know, you can kind of say it's in her blood because her dad, Evil Dick, played the game and was very successful in the game. Actually sacrificed himself so she can get further in the, the season that they shared together. And then he won the season on his own. So then we get Bay Day, which is Bailey and Devon, Cody and Enzo. They make a final four deal, and Cody calls it his side alliance. So there's another four-person alliance we got there. We get a montage of Co uh, Cody talking to the house, talking about, I'm sorry, talking to other house guests about the pros and cons of Keisha versus Kevin. Starts out with Christmas, and Christmas is like, who can you beat easier? 
can you beat Kevin or can you beat Keisha easier? And basically everybody was kind of saying that Keisha would probably be the easiest person to beat between him and Kevin. Uh, between her and Kevin, brother. And then we get to the eviction. So Keisha makes her pleas first. I thought it was interesting that the last thing she said is, and I quote, I do wish most of you the best of luck. I was like, oh, there's a little shade at the end of that. So uh, I'm going to try to figure out what all that was about. But I think it was, you know, basically when the votes went down, it was unanimous. Uh, so I'm assuming that some people may have said they were going to vote for Kevin, but then just kind of told her at the end, like, hey, there's not enough votes to save you. Uh, so I'm I'm going to have to go with the House because, of course, you don't want to split the votes. Well, you can but you really don't want to split votes early because once you start splitting votes, the whole thing goes around about who voted for who, and then that's when the line gets divided. So I think we have at least to week two or week three. I hope it's not going to be like last season where it was like almost every single vote was damn near unanimous. Like, I want you guys to mix it up. I want it to be some some 5-4 votes. I want it to be some, you know, 4 two votes. I wanted to be like, oh my God, who voted for this person? I want somebody to actually, you know, like a couple players have done in the past where there'll be a random rogue vote. So it throws the whole house into a frenzy trying to figure out who that rogue vote was. So that's what I hope happens. Kevin gets up and gives a meh speech. Um, and then we get to the voting. The first three are David, Nicole, and Ian. They all vote for Keisha. Uh, then we go to a break with a 3-0 scoring between the two. Then we get Nicole, who votes for Keisha. Nicole F. Tyler, who votes for Keisha. Christmas, who votes for Keisha. K-Sar, that votes for Keisha. And it, <coughs> excuse me. At this point, there's seven votes to evict. So it's official that Keisha will be evicted. Then we get Bailey, who votes for Keisha. Davon, Janelle, Enzo, Danny, and Memphis all vote Keisha. Now, this is where I'm going to say things got a little weird. Now, remember when I said that Julie was at the beginning with a um, in an empty soundstage? Well, I said that really wasn't too weird because, I mean, I watch professional wrestling. Um, I also have a professional wrestling podcast, Saturday Night Slamcasters, uh, that you guys have checked it out as well. And there's a lot of empty arena stuff going on there, and it's starting to really become the norm, so it didn't really bother me. But this kind of did. Julie tells both nominee that whoever is evicted uh, will need to make their way out of the house and socially distance right to the chair across from where Julie is sitting. Um, and after putting on their mask. So she announced by the vote of 13 to 0, Keisha has been eliminated from the Big Brother house. And then she says her goodbyes. She puts on her mask. She comes out. And Julie and Keisha are sitting. They've might as well have been sitting in different states. They were so far from each other. And the why this really bothers me, and I don't know if I don't know, I don't know if I'm just like sensitive in that respect, but when I watch TV and play video games and watch movies and stuff like that, I am taking myself out of reality. To a certain extent, like I want to be immersed in whatever this universe is that I'm watching. So 
for me to watch Big Brother as I know it to be, people in the house interacting with each other, hugging, playing games, you know, sometimes it's touchy-feely and stuff like that. Everything seems normal. But the minute Julie told her that she had to come out of the house with a mask on and sit in the empty chair across from her, and then she came out and did it, it just felt so weird and disconnected. Like, I don't want to be reminded that COVID-19 is a thing when I'm watching Big Brother. I would have preferred if they would have made this announcement off the air and then she came out and just did it and then maybe I wouldn't have noticed like I still would have noticed how socially distanced they were like because that that was like (laughs) a little over the top like you could have fit at least two people between them two and still be socially distant from everyone around you like it was that far but yeah, it, it, it felt very weird. It felt very weird. They did the interview, and then, of course, they did the um, the videos of people saying bye to Keisha. Um, one thing I did like, they did show a lot of videos. It wasn't just, like, two or three of them. I would want to say off the top of my head, I think they played, like, a good six or seven of them, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, it was a little emotional for Keisha. I mean, it was the part where... You know, she was like, she looked like she was just about to bust out crying at any moment. But again, like I said, that's the only damper I would say on this episode was the whole COVID nineteen realization situation. Um, so, but I mean, I guess that's the time that we live in. So now we go to a break, and then we come back, and it's time for the head of household competition. Um, and for those of you who don't know, the head of household competition, everybody plays in except the outgoing head of household. They are not allowed to play. Uh, so this particular one was a, they had to watch a video of a watch party and then they had to answer questions about what they just seen. So, basically, it was like a family of four. It was like a grandma's. And it's it's the same character playing all four characters, by the way. Um, It's like a goth-looking son, a mom, uh, an uncle, and a grandmother. And they're all excited about watching Big Brother. And they're talking about, you know, each other and and stuff like that. So, after each scene, they're asked a couple of questions. So, after the first question, David and Case are out. The second question, Enzo and Danny are out. And then the third question, Nicole and Christmas are out. They start a second video, and then they do question four, Kevin is out. Question five, Ian and Janelle are out. And then question six, Memphis was the only one to get the answer correct, so everybody else was eliminated, and he became the second head of household of the season. Julie makes reference that that is his first HOH win ever because apparently his season he never won of HOH. We get a glimpse of the safety suite comp. Um, it has something to do with, and I quote, brains and balance at a bar. So they show like some beer and wine glasses with, I guess, beer and wine in it, and that's all we kind of get. So... Yeah, so that was the episode. Memphis is kind of, for me, a wild card as far as him being the head of household because 
I mean, I'm, I'm, I know he's on Cody's side, but I don't see him wanting to put a target on his back anytime soon. But I'm pretty sure he's going to nominate somebody on the other side of the house, and it's no telling who's who's that that's going to be. I, I can't even speculate right now, but I guess we would know. I think they pulled the do eviction nominees Friday, tomorrow. Yeah, today is August 13th, so I think it's either tomorrow because I think, I think it's tomorrow because they do the power of veto, I believe, usually on Sundays. So I think it's tomorrow is when they're going to do the nominees, maybe even Saturday. So who's going to go up? The, your guess is as good as mine, uh, but I will be back Sunday live tweeting the evictions uh, episode uh, for week two, and I will be doing a podcast as well. Um, also, too, to all the listeners out there, I am looking for a co-host, so if you're a Big Brother friend just like I am, if you want to come on in and talk about it with me, feel free to shoot me an email. The email is in the show notes, Exum Cinema Inquiries at gmail.com so guys until i talk to you soon take care of yourself and each other